Vin, episode 13, and what better way to celebrate? If you look up the term bodybuilding X-frame, our guest is one of the top 10 pictures on there. But don't let me say any more. Please introduce the man of the hour. Tony Freeman. We met, God, how long ago? 19, oh, I'm going to say 19, yeah, 1993. Oh, 19. <laughs> yeah, 1993. <laughs> At the Junior Nationals in Baltimore, where... Uh, you won the super heavyweight class, right? Yeah. Um, and, um, I don't know if you remember this, but me and you probably were the first people at the hotel to check in. And uh, I, I, I was just saying, yeah, we we met in the lobby. Yeah, well, we actually met in the, like your your door was not too far from my door, and we opened the door and we saw each other. And we and we were we it was like instant. And um, of course, you did well, and I did well, and uh, so we've been in buds ever since. Yeah, and you know, you racked up what you won the Europa three times. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, you, you won the Nationals in 2002, yeah. super heavyweight and, and overall. You got three Europa wins. You got uh, the Ironman, the what? San, the uh, Sacramento. Sacramento yeah. Pro and the Tampa. Yeah. So you, you racked it up in top 10 in the Olympia. How many times? Uh, top 10, like five times. I think I did it seven or eight times total. Uh, a couple times. Uh, so. So I so saw a couple of times I screwed up, you know, I got 14th one time, 15th one time, but every other time was like, I think I got ninth one time and then the rest of the time was seventh and I got fifth, uh, of course, in, 80, in 2008. Cool. So one of the, I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted to get you on the show and I'm really excited to talk about all this stuff is that, um, you know, I heard your name being floated, uh, been tossed around a lot with gut health and mm -hmm. um, TRT and microdosing and then I... I caught up with, um, I met uh, last year, Emmerich, mm -hmm. and, you know, he was teaching me a lot about microdosing and using Humanifort. And I've been on that protocol since October, but you've been leading the charge here and just want to hear how you retired to what you're doing today with all that stuff and both um, of your part. So when I retired, you know, of course, I, I, I went out. You know, I didn't want to retire. Of course, I don't think no athlete wants to retire. You want to do this for the rest of your life. And um, but, you know, I had to worry about my health and um, I wasn't too, doing too good politically either. So I was just like, you know what? I wanted to retire at 50. Uh, I just picked that number. You know, mm -hmm. so I made it to 49 and a half. And I, my, the last my last show was the Arnold Classic 2016. But um, I had a soft tissue injury and um so after the show, I just I went to the I went to a naturopath and uh, he did a bunch of muscle testing and told me exactly what was going on. I had a bunch of parasites and um, he told me how, why I had the soft tissue injury that wouldn't heal. And um, so, you know, I just kind of just said, forget bodybuilding. I want to be healthy, you know. And um, so I just started on that track and I, I'm, I had been known Emmerich, but uh, and I had been taking Humana for it because. I used to use it for um, for DOMS, for soreness. It used to help really big time, like recovering from soreness. Mm -hmm. And um, so when I when I in 2016, after that Arnold, I stopped taking everything. And um, of course, you know, you're not really supposed to do it like that. You're supposed to kind of come off slowly or whatever. So me and Emory got to talking. He was telling me about microdosing, doing 10 milligrams a day, 10 to 20 milligrams a day. And I was like, what the hell is that going to do? <laughs> And uh, of course, you know, I had to try it and um, it, it works really well. And when my wife was going through um, cancer, um, I went to go get uh, I went through all the therapy with her, not the not the, the, the conventional stuff, but all the natural stuff. 
I went through all that with her. And um, the lady that showed me how to fast and cleanse, um, we got to talking about testosterone and all that. And she was saying, you know, um, that, you know, you need to come off everything. And um, so I was just like, that's kind of hard to do. And she introduced me to using um, bull testicles and a lot of different herbs. So I've been on that for the last five years, four or five years. And uh, I just got my blood work done about 10 days ago. And my test was 552. And my my estrogen was like 30. So I, I probably can bring that down a little bit. But I was happy with that. And so I'm just like, you know, everything works. And um, the, the, the only thing different is the way that, that the weights feel when you train. Um, one thing that, you know, supplementation does is help you recover. And, but it also just make, makes it feel makes training feel better. So like now I got to the point where I can actually make, make it hurt again. But before it was hurting by all by itself. <laughs> kind of, I felt me. I was talking to a buddy of mine. He was. He said it's kind of like you feel like Tin Man. You know what I'm saying? Like how you, how you would think the Tin Man would feel. Like you're all yeah. stiff and sore and achy. And um, yeah, I don't. That part I can I can live without. Are you still using the Manafort? Oh yeah, I use it daily. I actually started back on T after after I got my blood work, uh, just to do the 10 milligram protocol. Um, and just to see, see, just to see what happens. I want to see, after I talked to you, you was telling me yours was like 1100 or something. I was like, well, shoot, let me, yeah. Right. Cause you know, 10, 10, 10 milligrams, which, which is basically five units on an insulin needle, which is really about 12 and a half milligrams. Um, if you're doing the sipinate. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that for about eight days now. Feel okay. a lot better in the gym. A lot better. I actually, I actually squatted yesterday. Um, I squatted last week too. Uh, I did three sets of 20 just with one plate just to see what it felt like. And um, I was able to do uh, five, four or five sets yesterday. So that's cool. Way back up. Tony, would you, would you, would you, so I had a couple of people emailing me wondering about, because some people have heard about the parasites and, and the, I guess from the tuna. Could you maybe take a minute or two and explain exactly how that came about? Yeah. So I'll tell you how I found out about it. So the, the naturopath. And I'm going to talk faster than I know we only got an hour. So the natural path, uh, they do muscle testing. And so uh, he told me, you know, he's doing all kinds of muscle testing. And he's like, he's like, yo, your your left kidney is is stressed. And I'm like, no shit. I, I pissed like 22 times off of a third of a diazide. So I knew something was wrong. And uh, he said, you also have a parasite. He said, you have a, a couple of them. I'm like, well, well, what kind? He's like, well, I don't know. And so he gave me some herbs or whatever. And um and then about two or three weeks later, I went to a FitCon in, in Utah. And there's a guy out there who had a, a machine called the Metatron. And um, this machine, it's, it's Russian artificial intelligence. You put these little nodes on your head and the, your, the machine has a conversation with your brain and it tells you everything about the person. And it has a 3D, 3D screen, so I'm watching the screen. And I'm not saying nothing. The guy's talking and I'm just watching the screen. So it starts to scan my body. And it showed something in my neck, which I had neck issues. It showed my pec tear. Uh, it, my, my left kidney popped up and something in my knee popped up. And I was just like, well, damn. And so after I finished, it takes about, takes about 20, 30 minutes to do the scan. So after the scan, you know, we're talking and he's explaining everything to me. And then I, I asked him about the kidney. So he clicks on the kidney and he was like, your kidney's fine. I said, well, somebody told me I had a parasite. You know, doctor told me I had a parasite. So he did like this cross section. It shows the cross section of the kidney. This test is a uh, machine is amazing. 
And right in the bottom of my left kidney was like this little black spot. Uh, and the, the machine gives these color readings. So green is good. And then it goes all the way to black. Okay. So it clicks on the black spot and this long word pops up. And then he clicks on the word and it, I looked up, you know, I Googled the word and, and it was a kidney worm. And I was like, wow. And then it clicked on it again. It says, how you, how you get it from eating raw fish. And at the time when I competed, especially my last couple of years, um, I was buying uh, frozen sushi grade tuna for a long time. And then, uh, you know, we always trying to do better. So I found this company that sells fresh tuna, like out of Hawaii. So basically they catch it on Tuesday and FedEx it to you. You have it on Wednesday. And so I'm like, fresh has to be better. I was buying it in three pound blocks. And um, I'm, I'm almost certain that's where I got it from because it goes straight out the ocean. They yeah. dress it and, and put it in a, and, and, and send it to you. So I'm, I'm almost positive I got it. I ate two of those three pound blocks over a course of a month. And uh, which was that during that prep, uh, my last prep. And so that's pretty much, I'm pretty sure I got it that way. And did you Thank have, you. is it removed now? Oh, 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 you want to know how I got rid of it? So in the, in, in the Google search, they basically say there's no cure. There's no direct medicine. You have to basically kill the worm or remove the kidney. And of course I didn't, I wasn't removing the kidney. So I started on this whole trek and that's how I actually got to where I am now. That's how I got into gut health and all that. Um, Cause I, I learned the process or the, or the protocol to get rid of parasites. Um, first you have to uh, starve them and suffocate them. Any, any, uh, any uh, um, live organism, you know, you have to suffocate it like cancer, all of that stuff, you have to remove this oxygen source or with parasites, they like the, the low oxygen and the high acidic environment. Mm -hmm. So I started fasting. Uh, autophagy is really good for that. Doing my herbs and um, and basically, uh, so the last phases of my cleanse, and you got to understand, this was like a, I don't know, maybe a 12 to 16 month process. It wasn't like you know, I didn't learn this overnight and go right to it. I, I learned it step by step by step. Yeah. And when I started, um, you know, I was passing regular parasites, you know, the, the ones that are in your bowels and all that. Um, but one night I remember, um, I, 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 well, actually before that, I watched this video about using uh, gum spirits turpentine. Right? What's that? Gum spirits turpentine. It's pure turpentine, not what you use in painting, but the pure stuff before they put the chemicals in it. Comes, it's... It's basically pine sap that's uh, distilled, especially distilled pine sap. But if you look on the bottle, it says um, gum spirit turpentine. Mm -hmm. So alcohol, they call spirits, right? Those are evil spirits. But these pure gum spirits, so I'm, I'm just keep it real. You, you basically take uh, sugar cubes and you drop like three or four drops of the turpentine on the sugar cube. And you have to do it after you fast. So I fasted for like three days. And then you eat the sugar cubes, cubes one at a time. And because parasites and bugs, they love the sugar. So when the sugar gets into your digestive tract, they come out and then the turpentine kills them. Well, Interesting. I took that stuff and, um, and I was, I mean, I was scared. I was praying and I was, you know, asking God to, you know, like to help me and remove this stuff from my body. And um, I, while I'm praying, I felt my kidney do like a, like a flexing, it was it was the weirdest feeling like like it like flexed right yeah and i didn't think nothing of it i just thought it was weird because i know kidneys there it's a smooth muscle so it shouldn't be able to flex so 
anyway, the next morning I woke up and um, I'm using the bathroom and, um, you know, I'm, got, I'm half groggy and I'm peeing. And um, all of a sudden it felt like I got struck by lightning. I mean, this crazy energy went through my body and lo and behold, that worm shot up right out of my penis and went in the toilet. Jeez. Whoa, it, was about, it was about that long. And it, it reminded me of uh, Big League Chew. Have you ever seen a oh, yeah. kids, Big League Chew, the little pink gums, the stringy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked, it looked exactly like that. Holy shit. Wow. Yeah, bro. Changed my life, bro. That's why. That's when I knew God was real. I was like, you know, I'm a preacher's kid, so I came up in the church. But, you know, as a kid, you just go to church because your parents make you and all that. And I never had, like, any kind of, I never had any kind of, like, real connection or anything like that. And boy, that whole process of just eliminating all that stuff. Because if you think about it, I started bodybuilding 162 pounds. Well, at my heaviest, I was 323 pounds. That's basically the, a double myself. Yeah. I doubled myself. And if you and I was like, I was like a virgin, no alcohol, no nothing when I started lifting. So all those things for over those years, all the food, all the women, all the drugs, all the everything. That became a part of my flesh. That became a part mm -hmm. of me. And so I had to peel those layers off in order to heal myself. And like I said, it took about 18 months. I went to the psychological depression first. Then I kind of found out, you know, what my weaknesses were. I was very malnutrition, which is weird as a bodybuilder eating seven or eight meals uh, a yeah. day and having any kind of um, nutritional deficiencies. Um, I used to spend all kinds of money on tests. Uh, very expensive tests, blood tests, urine tests, bioimpedance tests, saliva tests. You know, that's that's what I was my last, you know, I turned pro at 36. So right when I got to 38, 39, 40, I realized, you know, I got a shot at this thing. So I said, well, in order for me to actually achieve that, I got to last a long time. Kind of I used to always think about Sean Ray. He did 13 Olympias. And I'm like, the key to this bodybuilding thing is how long can you last? Everybody's yeah. good. Everybody has everybody at the top or whatever has good genetics and all that type of stuff. So I wanted to make myself last. So that's when I started studying detoxification, all the detox pathways. And I learned about doing ozone therapy um, to clean your blood. Um, just all that stuff that I did. I think I talk, I've been talking about it over the years and I still do quite a bit of that stuff um, just because I know, you know, the results that it gives. I know we talked a, a long time ago about uh, colonics. Yeah. And you were telling me where I should go, and I, you know, um, that's an interesting. Uh, I mean, uh, an endeavor. No, no, I don't think no, no, um, no heterosexual man wants nothing stuck up his butt. But um, <laughs> the results that I used to get, you know, I, I got story after story after story. But I remember one Arnold classic. So we go to the Arnold, and do the show, and then we. I went to Bogo the Pepe that night after the show. And I don't even know how much food I ate, Vinny. It was so ridiculous because, you know, Bogo de Pepe is um, it's like all you can eat. It's not all you can eat, but it's family style. Yep. And so I ate. I mean, I don't even know how much I ate. So my regimen was compete on Saturday, uh, photo shoots and all that on Sunday, fly home on Monday. And then I would fly to Seattle on Tuesday morning because that's what that's the only place either, either Seattle or Vegas. It's the only place I knew where I could get ozone colonics. And the girl and the lady that was helping me, helping me, Mary Christine, the lady who made all my trunks, she lived in Seattle. So I would fly to Seattle Tuesday morning, get off the plane, get the rental car, go to, go do my colonic, then go to her house. Well, after that freaking feast that I had that Saturday, I went to go get my colonic on Tuesday. 
And um, so as they're filling me up with water, man, my stomach, I mean, I couldn't even see my feet. My stomach, I'm laying on the table. My stomach is so huge. And I was, I was like, what is wrong with me? He turns on the ozone and all of that bread and yeast and all that stuff came out. My stomach went all the way down to abs again. I was just like, wow. And so Melvin was with me. Melvin and a bunch of us was together. And I was just like, they ate just as much or if not more than me. And I know none of them didn't do the, do what I did. So anyway, that was one of my secrets. That's that's how I was able to get up to 300 pounds and still have, you know, 32-inch waist. That's amazing. That's crazy. Tony, how old, how tall are you? 6'2", 6'1"? I'm 6'1 and some change. So 6'1 okay. and 7 eighths is... Okay. Um, and how old are you now? 56. Oh, we're the same age. I'll be 56 in two weeks. You know, all, the time, all the time has been great to you, brother. Just to be not just be completely honest. Oh. Yeah, you know, he made me pay for it. I was looking at Mike Tyson the other day, and he said, God punishes you by giving you what you want. And I, man, I was just like, I because I wanted what you know, bodybuilding, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to be the best in the world. And, um, you know, he I, I got close, you know what I mean? And, um, but I had to pay for all that, and I had to like. Like I say, peel all of that back to get back to the real me. I remember almost coming back to my consciousness, realizing that I've been in a trance. I was in a trance for 20-something years. I literally did not care about any. I was like this. I didn't care about nothing else but achieving my goals. And, um, yeah, when I, when I snapped out of it, I was just like, whoa. It was like it was really weird. But uh, I'm very, very grateful. Uh, it taught me a lot. And um, now I'm just kind of trying to, you know, help other people, show them what I know and, and, you know, I'm still learning every, every day too. Now, do you think that if uh, you got a young bodybuilder or somebody on a pro circuit today, that's in their twenties and they start applying what you're doing, do you think yeah. it would prolong their career? Oh, 100%. So I've, I've helped several guys. I know, you know, who Gerald Williams is, um, yeah. and Gerald is a brain. Gerald has a master's degree and all of that. Uh, I remember he started training with me when he was 23. When, you know, um, 2007, I think 2008, he started training with me and uh, he, he did everything I did. And I taught him all that stuff. So he did his whole pro career. I mean, he even tore his peck like me and everything. And he did all the stuff that I did in his career. And and Gerald's really smart. So he he got he came to bodybuilding, turned pro, did really good. I think he might even want to show. And um, now he's a, an amazing businessman and the father. So I'm proud of him. Cool. But somebody like my son, who's been lifetime natural, he, man, <laughs> he would he would really be able to do some things. Does your son compete? No, he has two. I got two grandbabies. He's married. He got his own brand. He trains, you know, athletes. Trains tons of people. So he's doing it the right way. You know, kind of like uh, Simeon Panda. You know, what I'm saying like they, they used to compete, but he's a millionaire because yeah. bodybuilding doesn't really pay. Not it definitely doesn't equal what it takes. You know what I'm saying? Like you can make right. some money, but I spent all my money doing it. All the money, all the shows I want, all the money I made, I I used it. You know, I paid my bills and all that, but I used that money to do what I was doing. And right. um, I, you know, any young buck, I would tell him, I'm like, do it because you love it, but just do the other things that you're supposed do the do the grown man stuff you're supposed to do as well. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I was I was telling Vinny, Vinny off air. You may be one of the last competitors that would compete multiple times a year. Because I was looking looking at your your history, four, five, six shows a year, and you're lucky if somebody does two shows a year. Yeah, it was a business to me, and um, you know, I'm I'm one of those type of dudes. 
you know, I used to, t- I used to tell people, uh, I, I said, riddle me this, name something you can get better at without actually doing it. And it's nothing. So, you know, if, when, when people see, when people, every time someone saw me, they didn't have to know who I was. They knew I was somebody. And I tell people, if you, if you need surgery and you had a choice of doctors, you're going to find the most experienced doctor, the one that done the most surgeries that you need. If you need an attorney, you're not going to hire somebody that never goes to court. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, as a professional yeah. bodybuilder, I wanted to represent the sport every time somebody see me, no matter where it is. And um, some people didn't know if you was a wrestler or a football player, but they knew you was dedicated to something. And um, I used to have to school them on bodybuilding, you know, because a lot of people don't, they know now, but they didn't really know this. Now, do you currently still take care of yourself with the colonic? Um, I do. I do um, enemas now. Um Kind of a pain in the ass, no pun intended. Enema's <laughs> real, real easy. I can do it at home. You know, it takes about 15 minutes and I'm done. I do coffee enemas and I do hydrogen peroxide enemas because, you know, there's still, I'm like, I'm still, you know, like recently, I'm still passing parasites and bugs because they keep coming back. You, you got to understand, you, you have to make yourself an unfavorable host. We are all mammals, so no one is immune. Every single person that you see and know has microbiome that's what parasites are they're microbiome you have friendly microbiome and you have unfriendly microbiome and the problem is your immune well your immune system keeps all that stuff in check but like i say if you're eating you know five thousand calories a day right yeah um you're you're taking in bugs if you're drinking unpure water you're taking in bugs if you you know walk outside you know their bugs are everywhere if you got pets so if you are a favorable host they're gonna move in and they don't pay rent either have you stopped eating uh sushi oh yeah i've had sushi probably two or three times since 2016. i love sushi don't you i love sushi too i'm thinking of what you're saying and i'm like I can you gotta understand you know the wasabi and the ginger that's for the bugs that's for the parasites that's what not for mean? flavor the wasabi and the ginger that they give you yeah that's to kill the bugs did not know that. Ain't for flavor. That's, that's. I just actually learned that myself too recently. My wife eats a lot of it, and she says, "Oh, the ginger, yeah, it helps kill and detoxify or whatever." Yeah, that, that that ginger wasabi is, is for the bugs. <laughs> wow. So let, let's go back a little bit. How did you get involved in bodybuilding? How? What was your first show? How did you, you know, come to? Hey, I want to be a lot. Or I used to tell it a lot. So um, I was in a long distance relationship with my ex wife, Nico's mom, my son's my son's mom. And, uh, and I used to travel back and forth to Savannah. And, um, you know, one day we're on, because, you know, half of my relationship, I'm on the phone with her. She was like, oh, I met this guy uh, named Tony. He's a bodybuilder, you know, in Savannah. And I'm like, whatever. I don't care nothing about no dude. So anyway, I, I drive home, that drive down there home that weekend. And um, she's in the kitchen cooking. And I'm in the bedroom chilling. And I see these eight by tens on her desk of this bodybuilder dude. And I'm just like. Who the hell is this? And she was like, oh, that's my friend Tony. Because she said he reminds me of you. And so when I looked at him and I'm looking at me, I'm standing, I'm, I'm looking in the mirror and I'm holding this picture. I'm just like, the only thing similar about us is our names. I don't look nothing like that. <laughs> you know, at the time I'm, 200, I'm 162 pounds. And I'm just like, you know, I'm like, okay, I put the picture down. I'm not a jealous dude, but I had the game recognized game. I'm like, damn, this dude is good looking, ripped and all. Um, and so, matter of fact, he did the he did the junior nationals with us that year. Who was that? Ninety three, uh, Antonio Underwood. 
Oh, okay. Anyway, I, I, I go home, I drive home, I'm driving home like this, you know, from Savannah, like I got to join the gym. So I'm doing, at the time I was doing construction and um, I, I got off of work and uh, I still had all the sheetrock dust all over me. I went to the gym and, you know, I'm peeping in the window. And um, so that's how, that's how I started. I was inspired to get my shit together for this dude, accidentally take my woman. And then, so when I, I actually, I quit, I quit my job in Atlanta and moved back to Savannah because I was like, I got to be close. Now I can't be in this long distance shit. I had to be close. <laughs> so I got down there and I went and joined the gym where he worked out at and became his workout partner. And I learned everything he knew. I, I was a sponge back then. I, that's all I wanted to know everything about bodybuilding. I studied, I got bought all the books. Um, they Magazines was out, but it, they had actual books. You know, it's not like the internet yep. now. They had actual books back then. High intensity bodybuilding, super high intensity bodybuilding, you know, advanced yep. techniques of the bodybuilders and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And stuff. I bought all that shit and read it from cover to cover. Tried every single exercise. I did power bodybuilding. I did it all. And, um, and that's, you know, that's that's how I am. I, every, everything that I do, I try to dive all the way in and learn as much as I can. And what was your first show? Uh, Mr. Savannah. So they had two shows in one, Mr. Savannah and Coast, Mr. Coastal Empire. And um, I got fourth place in the in the big show and I got second place in the smaller show. And I was mad I got second place. I was mad. I was just like, I should have won. But, uh, you know, whatever. And uh, but but, you know, that right there got me started. And I, you know, I didn't really respect the game back then. You know, basically back then my diet was Wendy's chicken breast with no bun and a baked potato and metrics. That was my diet. I mean, that's I literally that was that's it. That's as far as I went. The base and the plus. Huh? The base. The base and the, and the plus. plus. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I had five of those a day and and I went to Wendy's twice a day. That's literally I, I used to sometimes I would have oatmeal or uh, Captain Crunch for breakfast. And that's literally, you know, for years, that's for the first few years, that's all I did. And this is how my, my prep. So they would say, you know, they would announce the show or I'd see a poster in the gym. And I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna do that. And then I would just go do it. And I won most of the time. So I was like, okay, I'm winning. So I remember, so back then I, it was AAU. And I, I went and did the AAU Junior USA. And I met some real bodybuilders and they humbled me. And then after that, I, I got serious. 1991, you know, because I competed at 199, uh, 199, but 198 and a quarter was the cutoff for light, light heavyweight. Right. Heavyweight. And so I used to compete at 199 all the time. So I was like, you know, be two or three heavyweights, uh, sometimes more, but sometimes only me and one other guy. And uh, I went to that junior USA. And I remember all of us sitting in the back, you know, waiting for the show. And we're talking about bodybuilding. And they started talking about legs. And it was like, if you don't have at least 28, 28 inch legs, you ain't gonna make it in this sport. So I didn't say nothing at the time. I go home and I measure my quads and it was 25. And I was like, shit, I got some work to do. And so I started, um, and I was very horrible, very, I couldn't hardly press anything, but um, I could do chin-ups and I could do squats. So I was doing chins with three plates strapped around my waist and I was squatting three, 400 pounds at 185 pounds. Well, I guess because I didn't know no better, but. Don't ask me to do a bench press. I was horrible. <laughs> and was the the uh, the NPC Junior Nationals in '93 your first NPC uh, national show? My first NPC show was um, it was called the Southern States. No, not Southern States, but some some Southeast show. Deke Warner won it. Won the first one. He won the light heavies at 198 and a quarter, and I won the heavies at 199. 
And um, that that's right fun. there, you know, that's when I that's when I first met Rope Man and Lee Haney and all them. I met I met Lee uh, right before he went to the his last Olympia in '91. And uh, I met Ronnie. Ronnie was a security guard at that Olympia. He was about 220 pounds. Ronnie Coleman. Yep, Ronnie Coleman. And um, you know that's when Vince Taylor came out doing the, the Terminator, the Transformer, or whatever. Yeah, Terminator. Yeah. I saw that show. You guys said that was like my first show besides the little shows that I was doing. First pro show ever. And Lee Haney and Dorian Yates going up there, and I was on the third row. So yeah, I was I was toast after that. I, that's all I wanted to do after that was bodybuilding. I didn't want to do nothing else. I remember when we first met. You had a uh, full head of hair and the, the crooked, yeah. the crooked. Uh, oh, you know what? I'm about to post some of them pictures. I just found them the other day. <laughs> um, with, actually, with hair. Um, matter of fact, from that, from that, from that whole show. Um, yeah, I had the I had the long ponytail, and I cut it off right as right as we right as I started bodybuilding. You know, because I was a stripper before I started bodybuilding. I actually was a stripper first, and I started lifting just you know for just to look better on stage and. Um, I remember that first year uh, I started dancing. I started, I was like 200 pounds. And um, that's the first year I ever touched anything. And um, I gained like 54, 54 pounds in like three months. Wow. And so every wow. week, my brother was the MC, and every week he would announce my weight because my, my stage name was Diamond. And so he was like, ladies, you got to bring you a 200 carat diamond. Then next week it was a 205 carat diamond. And the next week it was a 210 carat diamond. And by the time I was like 245, I was just like, Growing out of my skin, it was crazy. That's funny. Yeah, that, that '93 Junior Nationals was a stacked contest. Yeah. It was exciting. Yeah, it was, it was. I mean, you guys, you and uh, there was a couple other guys, but I considered you guys the threat. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't. I was a middleweight. How was I? Yeah, I know. They called. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, as far as just you know, way, the way that you look and all of that, and um, they was calling me the swimmer because I was like 239, 237 or something, and the guys who who, who did the show. Um, matter of fact, I just pulled those pictures up the other day. Um, you know, I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a bodybuilder yet. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Being 6'2 at 237, I mean, that would do great now in the classic, but um, back then that was, you know, I was the slightest one on the stage and the tallest one on the stage. So, yeah, I had, um, what was his name? Dave Marinelli beat me. Yes. Yeah. He had like that granite back. Yeah. He looked he, he looked like concrete. He looked, yeah, he looked like concrete. He looked like concrete. It was crazy. He had a crazy, crazy conditioning. Yeah. That was a great Rod show. Kitchens won, I think, the overall that one. Yeah. And so I was I was like, how did, I'm like, Rob was like 190, 190-something. 190 I was like, how did I lose? Because they, because I, I, you know, we were going for the overall, and I thought I had it hands down. And they told me I wasn't aggressive enough. And I was just like, well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to feel like I was beating up on them. I didn't, that was my first time. I didn't really know. And um, so after that, I was like, I'll never not be aggressive in a pose down ever again. Cool. Tony, who was the first first, first bodybuilder you met that kind of kind of took your breath away or kind of just amazed you? It was like, oh, my God. Was it Dorian or, or Lee or who or anybody else? I was pretty blessed. But seeing Arnold on Pumping Iron, that started it. Okay. And then, um, I, you know, after that, it was watching it on TV because bodybuilding used to come on TV every single day from like 11 – 10 or 11 in the morning to like two or three in the afternoon. It was, you know, muscle yep. night, all those. And so I saw those people on TV. And then I remember um, my cousin, he was training me. That's the guy that really got me. He took me from 200 to 260. 
And he used to go to, back and forth to California and he met Flex and all those guys. He's like, man, it's a dude named Flex Wheeler out in California. He reminded me, you, you, you said, y'all got the same kind of structure and blah, 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 blah. And um, so 92, I flew out there for the USA and I met Flex and Chris and um, shoot all of them, um, Vicky Gates. I met them all. Oh, wow. And uh, that was, that was, like I say, you know, I was blessed because because Rope Man and Lee Haney trained at the gym. I used to drive all the way downtown to Animal Kingdom, and I remember being in I remember being in Animal Kingdom one time. You ever, you, did you ever get to go back in the day? I never went. No. So Animal Kingdom, it was like a door. You know, it was a concrete building. Then you just walk. It's just a front door, glass door. And so I'm sitting in the front, just looking through, flipping through a magazine, and the sun is shining through the door, and all of a sudden no sun was shining in the door and i looked up and it was lee standing at the front desk like 280 and i was like i had never seen nothing like that before i mean still like in my mind right now i'm just like that shit didn't make no sense lee was like he was you know like a couple of weeks out and um man he just was mind-blowing and um like i say i was blessed to, to be around that type of that type of crowd that that type of level of intensity that's so and cool I, I learned you know when i first started training seriously you know, we didn't count reps and sets. We he, we use a stopwatch, and that right there is you know that's what intensity is all about. And man, I used to that's how I was, that's how I was able to get big legs. You know, we used to man, we used to do sets of fifty. As soon as you walk in the door, first set is fifty reps. Like I trained with Rope Man. It was Rope, uh, my roommate named Shelbert, Pepe. I don't know if you remember Pepe, but he turned pro, and uh, um, Lex Luther. Lex Luger, yeah, me, and we go, we go in the gym and Rope Man was started off, right? So we whatever whatever we training legs back whatever. So Rope would started off fifty reps and you had to follow, and I and I usually went last or second to last. And before he started, he's like, "Now don't let me lap you," because we would just he would you know we the, the exercises we had a whole gym to ourselves and he would set up all the exercises. You go fifty reps here, then fifty reps here, and we would do round robin. You know, five rounds <laughs> reps on everything, and the rope would try to catch you. So whoever's going last, he would try to. Man, it was torture, bro. Serious torture. That's awesome, though. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. That's just you know, it's funny because today with all the social media, Instagram, all these new guys are like so worried about how they train, overtraining, and the way we trained back in the nineties. Um, and, and and look at the physiques. You don't you don't build those physiques today like that. Like it's it's like a different level. The the guys today, there's some really good good genetically gifted guys, and I know they work hard. Um, but back then, back then, like everybody, well, not everybody, but if you came in there in Rope Man's gym, you was training like that. And um, I had to I had because I'm an ectomorph, so I remember you know mm -hmm. two years of that, and I was just like, I'm done with y'all. I can't. I, I'm like I can't. I remember one show I did, and my my legs shrunk like an inch and a half. And I was like, I ain't train with y'all. That's just too much. It's <laughs> killing me. That's great. I used to, I used to have to lay in the floor, literally almost an hour, just to be able to get up and walk out and leave. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like you would train and like whatever that last machine that you did, you'd be right there on the floor for you know 30, 45 minutes before I could get up to leave the gym. I mean, did you I, also I, get a chance to train with with uh, Lee Haney? Uh, I never got a workout with Lee. So Lee, uh, in 93, before I came to the juniors, I was in his new animal kingdom. And um, I had just won the seaboard the week before. 
and I went to I went to go see Lee and I was like, Lee, you know, I want to do the junior nationals because I've won all the shows around here. So I don't know what else to do. And um, he said, I went in his office and peeled off for him. He was like, he said, like, T, you, you ready? Go do it. And then I did it. And, and the rest is history. That's cool. So what show are you getting ready for? Um, hopefully uh, I get invited to the Masters Olympia. I'll find out on the 24th. Cool. And that's uh, August 24th. April. April 24th, they make the announcement. Yeah. Okay, cool. And it's going to be in Romania. Nice. Yeah. I've never traveled uh, that far for a show. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, that first time you go overseas, is it's um, it's a learning experience. Um, you know, we after after every Olympia, we would all go on the tour. After Arnold, we would go to Australia, and um, you know, competing and then trying to peak again the next week or whatever. That's that's a that's a skill. That's a skill set. It's not easy to do. Yeah. So and any I, tips on, on um... the tour? Well, you don't want to do this, but on the tour after the Olympia, I remember that one year I did. I think two thousand nine or ten. I did eleven shows. Wow. And, uh, four of them were after the Olympia. So it was like, uh, um, so I would literally fly, uh, fly to Europe. So the, sh the show is Saturday. I go, go home on Sunday, pack all my stuff, leave on Tuesday, go to the show, come back. Uh, and then I would, I would, instead of me staying over there and just going to the next city, I would fly all the way back and go cook all my food again, go do my colonic and all that. So I, I mean, I was getting so many miles. I literally four, I think it was a six week period. Uh, we did four shows and I literally would do the show, fly back home, do really do my prep, then fly back over again. It was a lot easier to control your physique that way. Cause um, you know, sometimes like first time I went to Spain, uh, no one, I mean, no one that I was talking to, no one that I was communicating with spoke English. So it was almost mm. impossible to get anything that you needed over there. So I ended up eating at TGI Fridays, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday before the show up. So I was like, I don't know, 17 pounds heavier than I was the week before. <laughs> Max Lewis beat me that year. I was mad as hell. <laughs> I, was mad as hell. <laughs> I was just like, I'm over here in Spain. I was like, never again. I'll never be in that situation where, you know, I can't control my prep. And so I used to buy my tickets and, you know, fly back home and do everything. And, and that's I ended up doing a lot better that way. So you got any tips for me going to Romania? Just be in shape like three weeks out. So when you're in when you're in proper condition, you can withstand a lot of that stuff. The the second year, the year after the year I'm telling you about, you know, all the young bucks flew over to Spain. And um, you know, I wasn't really laughing, but I was just like, because I came downstairs to breakfast and everybody was just chowing down and they use a lot of salt over there in Spain. And I'm chowing, I'm I felt so far, sorry for them dudes. I'm like, boy, in two days, y'all gonna be puff daddy. <laughs> because i mean you just that's all that was that was all that was available you know because you try to speak english to them in spain they're like it's impossible and i'm just like man i just want a fork what are you talking about <laughs> I mean, it was hard bro it was hard it was hard do you miss competing at all oh uh, i miss performing um i don't miss the game bro you know what i'm saying like i miss performing i miss the stage i miss the fans um but you know how much work it takes to do that and yep. especially when you're when you're you know your your life it's your livelihood it's not it's no longer a, a, a hobby or anything like that and so you know it's i don't miss it 
No, okay. don't really know. You know, I, I thought about, you know, getting ready, you know, using that Masters Olympia, you know, as a motivation or whatever. Um, but I didn't even know it was invite only. I was going to actually just start training and see what happens. But um, I definitely wasn't going to commit, you know, just because, like I say, I don't I don't want to go down that path. I don't want to go back to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't even want to fall back into that trance, it, 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 you know. And I'm, I'm not saying everybody was like that, but you have to understand, you know, I started at 21 and I and I wished for this, you know what I mean? And and slowly but surely I got it. And then I told people I went from being, you know, um, inspired to motivated to dedicated to consistent to obsessed and then you know possessed because you know you ever hear that you hear people say in beast mode and all that well, yep. that's that's really a thing you know what i'm saying to where where you're it's almost like you got like an amplifier on you it's like you plus some extra and i call that the beast and and uh yeah that was that's real it was definitely real for me but is it a bad thing though i mean i consider like laser focus is it a bad thing though Oh, see, laser focus is one thing, but when you put everything else, it becomes your God, to be honest with you. You okay. literally start worshiping yourself. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't, I don't want to get into a religious thing, but you literally are worshiping the image in the mirror, like for real. Like everything yeah. that you do is for that. If somebody tells you, um, come to my wedding, nope. Uh, go, you, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I've missed so much shit. I was supposed to be um, in a couple of movies. I mean, but you have to have balance. And I'm speaking for me. I'm not saying everybody's like that. Yeah. I'm just saying that's what happened to me. So. I completely understand. Because that was the, the main concern I had when I started thinking about competing again. Yep. And I, I, I just made that decision that I just wanted to do it a better way. Yep. And, um, you know, I, I didn't like the person who I was. So I, I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah. You know, because, yeah, you get into that tunnel vision and well, you, you treat people differently you act differently there's so many things that i i missed you know family events weddings so i get what you're saying yeah, but now you um, have to be like that and if you have a team which you know i've had a lot of people to assist but you still have to do all the work and you know somebody will help you get ready for one show maybe two shows but nine shows get the get <laughs> like bro you crazy and and i'm like yeah you know what let me get this myself so i cooked all my own meals for the most part but like i said i had people to help me so i went i trained with anthony aponte he did everything he's the one that got me over 300. so when i, I got past 300 uh he, was he a trainer he used to train victor and those guys um i think he lives in vegas now but he's the one that showed me how to really eat uh, and train to last you know what i'm saying before that um you know and of course i worked with dave and all that after that so dave showed me how to really dial it in and and bring it to the stage which was a totally different approach than what anthony was doing because anthony i was eating like seven eight nine ten meals some days with him he would wake me up at four o'clock four thirty in the morning with uh some gh and then then i'd wake up again at six and have a protein shake and we wake up again i mean he had built this room for me a bedroom and he call it the incubator so he put aluminum foil on the window so no light can come through and basically i would i would eat he had a chair for me i would eat then go back to the incubator then i'd wake up come back and eat again go back to the incubator wake up come back again go eat again go train 
Jeez. You know, get a massage, chiropractor, whatever, come back, eat, go back to the incubator. I used to take like four or five naps a day. I mean, I, I went from 285, 284 to 308 in like two weeks eating, doing that. It was, wow. insane. it was insane. But that, but I didn't literally, I mean, he literally sat me down and said, listen, here's the remote, here's your chair. I don't want you to do anything other than lift your fork and lift the weights when I give them to you. He changed all my weights, counted all the reps, all that shit. He said, ring me out like a towel. That's, I mean, I had nothing left. Then he put me in the car, drive me home, feed me. I mean, it was crazy. but. Hell, it, it worked, so I didn't argue with it. And when you worked with Dave, did you switch over to the keto diet? Yeah, Dave, um, he showed me how to do keto. I remember the first week I did his diet. I lost 22 pounds in the first seven days. And my wife was like, I don't think I like this diet. I'm like, I don't either. And then the next seven days, I gained, I gained the 22 pounds back. But it was I had a, it was a totally different physique. And, yeah, I did the same thing when I, oh, I competed in 08 for the Masters Nationals. Yeah. I did the keto. Yeah, so I, I really enjoyed that. And um, the longest I ever stayed truly strict, um, I did 16 shows in 18 months. And I was on the program, uh, 400 grams of carbs one day one, one day a week. The rest was 50 grams of all fibrous carbs. The wow. Rest, literally 18 months. So one day a week, you'd eat 400 grams of complex carbs? Yep. And then the rest? Potato or white potato? What's that? Sweet potato or white potato or, or rice sometimes. And the next six days was just vegetables and protein. All, all veggies, fats, pro protein, veggies, and fats. What was your source uh, source of fats? Salmon. Um, I use bison. Use olive oil. Um, eggs, whole eggs. Just whole food. Oh, we did all whole food. Matter of fact, we would have peanut butter in a in a, in the whey protein shake. And so yep. I did have a couple of shakes a day. That's crazy. Yeah, it was hardcore, but I mean, it worked because I used I used to be full as a house on fifty gram of carbs. Full yeah. as a house, I couldn't even comprehend it. But you know, when you start when your body starts breaking down fat, it breaks it down into you know glycerol, ketones, fatty acids, and so the glycerol from in, during that breakdown it, it it acts as glucose in your muscle. So over a period of time, you start you start to get full and um. Man, I, I, used to, I used to get full, full and dry. And like I say, uh, no, if I could do it all again, I would. I probably would have avoided the diuretics. And, and, and I would have been watery some shows, but some shows I would have been crazy because I used to stay like that. I remember when I did one of my um, DVDs, The X-Man Cometh, that Tuesday and Wednesday, man, I was that was crazy. I wish I could walk on stage looking like that. So but that, all that was 50 grams of carbs. Tony, what what show or what year do you think you had your absolute best physique? So everybody says 08, and I, and I would have to agree, but 07, um, 07, uh, Ironman, um, 08, Olympia, and 09, Olympia, I think it was the best I ever was, but I didn't bring that to the stage. I think I peaked like on Thursday or Friday. I, no, I peaked on I peaked on Thursday morning, um, and I, I'm pretty sure I would have got better, but I, I bust my bursa sack. Uh, mm. on my way to the um athletes meeting on uh on, on the way to the meet and greet um and i took some ibuprofen which i never uh, I, I think i've taken four ibuprofen in my entire life and three of them no yeah maybe five in my entire life and three of them was that that weekend and it jacked me up and um i started was that you was that your knee yeah yeah 
So I think I think I think ninety uh two thousand nine was probably my best ever as far as what it looked like. Um it's, you know what I'm saying? And maybe um oh nine oh nine uh Arnold Classic. I I I over dry I dried out too much. But that that Thursday, um I never forget I think I told this story, but I never forget when Ronnie Coleman came to my room and I peeled off for him and he just he just he just sat back on the bed and was like he was like, damn, they're going to have to go to outer space to find somebody to beat that. And um, <laughs> like, whatever you do, don't do nothing else. And I was like, but I haven't done nothing yet. He said, well, don't do nothing then. <laughs> and um, of course, we we still tried to dry out and, and um, messed it all up. But, you know, I, I told guys all that all the time. Kind of stories as well. I, I hear you. I, I said 2013 Arnold Classic. The, the, the deal with that is we did the Masters Olympia, right? That was in uh, December, and Dennis James started training me. Uh, so we went to go to dinner the next day, and so we're he got me a sponsorship with um, um one of those the company down in Brazil, and he was like, "We're starting prep right now." And this was like Saturday night, you know. I'm trying to eat something after the show. He's like, "We're starting prep right now," so you got to <laughs> eat. And so I basically did that show Saturday and started my prep that night for uh, for the Arnold. And uh, and overdid it with the directs in that one, so ended up with third. And you gotta understand when I say overdid it, I used to take a, a twenty five milligram diazide and, and bust open the capsule and divide it into three piles, three little sections, and do one at a time, and that was too much. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Crazy. So, Tony, I'm following your Instagram, and it looks like you're more active at the gym nowadays because I see some of your posts and whatnot. Is there something that kind of triggered you to get back in and start getting more active again? Or um, I have, I've been going to the gym, but I was only doing cardio and circuit training. So okay. I just started just doing, like, chest and shoulders and buys and tries. So, I mean, I just started that, like, three weeks ago. And a friend of mine that owns a Project AD, he gave me a couple of supplements and um, one of his pump supplements, I tried it because I haven't had one of them crazy pumps in four years, bro. <laughs> and so I tried his product. I forgot the name of it. but Matador? Huh? Matador? Matador and Nitrox or something. Okay. So I took some of that and went to the gym. Man, I man, I had the craziest pump, and that kind of got me fired up. And um, so I've been using that. I've been using this stuff for the last oh, eight days, seven or eight days. Hey, and, you um, got 20 weeks for the Masters Olympia. <laughs> so, like I said, I'm going to mentally head down that road as far as training and being consistent. And because I do, I do, I would like to have my physique back at least. You know, I don't want to really be, I don't want to be heavy no more. So I'm trying to keep my weight um, below 240. You know, my goal is to be like in shape at 235. Um, so, you know, I'm still doing intermittent fasting. I'm only eating twice a day. So I'll probably add a meal maybe. Um, but that's about it. I'm not, you know, like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to revisit that, but it is, it's kind of cool because I'm, I'm cool now in the head. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm me again. So I don't, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm not really concerned with, you know, you know, bringing back the demons and all that other stuff. I, I, I just, you know, I got abs and, um, I mean, my veins popping out again. So I want to put, I want to, you know, cap the shoulders out and fill, fill out and just look good. You know, I, I want to be able to take my shirt off in public again. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, that's, that's a crazy feeling to be, you know, I would I would peel off anywhere back in the day, and now I can't I can't do that. So, um, but I'm sure you probably look pretty good. 
I mean, it's coming back. I, I must admit, it's coming back. So, like I said, I, I got abs again. My legs never did lose any separation. I mean, they're not striated or nothing, but, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, it's it's mind-muscle connection and it's control. So I still, you know, I, I probably could still get on stage and rock the house as far as posing and all that. But, you know, um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a journey. And I, I kind of am having fun. You yeah. know, I spend a lot of time with my wife. We, we, we have a business together. And um, so I'm really just trying to be that man that I – that I've always been, but you know, like I say, when you're dedicated to bodybuilding, you know, that was first. I, you know, I had I put it first, it, cause and it and it it gave me what I what I wanted. You know, in other words, I put in the work and it, and I got I got the um, the prize or whatever you want to say. I never won the Olympia, but I scared the shit out of them a couple times. So I, I seriously think that if you were to uh, go down that road again and compete <laughs> as the new person that you are now, I think. Uh, you would be inspiring a whole set of new guys over 40 over 50 and um, bring in a whole new package of mindset yep. that most people don't think of and it's it's a it's a pleasure listening to what you're saying and you know not a lot of people will admit that like you know what, what you're saying and, I, and I, I said it myself like you didn't like who you were and you wanted to change it and there's so many men out there that um don't realize that it's okay to talk, you know? Oh, yeah, you got to. Well, you got to say, I'm free. Like, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm a preacher's kid. And I never, you know, you have to pray, oh, Lord, help, forgive me, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, then I go do it again the next time. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when I, when I finally came to grips and I repented, and repentance means you change the way you think. And so I changed the way I think. And so now that same thing wouldn't even affect me in the same way. But like I say, now I can, uh, you know, I, you know, I wouldn't mind guest posing at the uh, at the Romania show or something. You know, of course, I got to. So I probably work towards that to where I look good enough to, to where they would invite me to guest pose. Because, you know, when we did the Masters. You had um, Robbie Robinson guest pose, um, a couple other people guest pose at that show who were masters, Boyer Co. I think, guest pose. You know what I'm saying? It was like all those those old guys or whatever, the old school guys or whatever. That was really cool. So I would probably be willing to do something like that. Um, you know, just to just to do it one more time or something like that. That's funny. Would you do it all over again, knowing what you know now? Would you do it all over again? Of course, and especially yeah. knowing what I know of. I'm 100 because now I know where I went left. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you gotta understand. Being, you know, you know how they say people got short man complex? Well, I think I had tall man complex. When people used to say, well, you know, this is a short man's sport or it's a young man's game. And I was like, it's a grown man's game. And I said, if it was a short man's sport, then Franco would have been the man and Arnold would have been the sidekick. You yeah. know what I'm So being six foot two, I felt like I was, I had, I felt like I was dominating as far as size and, you know, having a small waist and all that. And so, yes, I would do it again. But if I had the knowledge that I have now, it would have been a totally different situation. Number one, I probably would have never tore my pec. And, you know, who knows what would have happened, what I would have been able to do, you know, with that. Because I, I never was able to get that upper body thickness um, because I had to train around that injury. Um, so before I tore my pec, like that, that, that prep, man, it was, whew, that was crazy. So, I mean, my chest used to pump up almost to my chin. It was one of my best body parts. So after I tore my pack, that's why I, that's why I quit. I was like, well, shit, I'm I'm done. I, I said I'm all about symmetry and proportion. So with a torn pack, I'll never be able to build that. 
And uh, finally in 2002, I got my pec repaired and, um, and shoot, I was like, well, let me go, let me go try it. And so it kind of worked out. It's funny how you mentioned a, t- mentioned a tall man's game. If you're fo- obviously you follow sport now, there's a lot more taller aesthetic people coming in, like the Samsons oh, about to and take whatnot. Over. That it's not a short man's game. Oh, in a minute, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Quentin. Quentin's coming. I, I just saw him, so his name came out of my mouth first. But Andrew and Samson and Quentin. That's those are the three dudes you're gonna see them. They're gonna be dominating the sport. And I love yeah. Nick, and I love um, all the rest of them, Adi and Derek, all those guys. And so they might end up because of the, the domination of those three, they might make it tall and short again. Because I'm telling you right now, uh, if them boys bring, you know, they just need polish. All three of them, Samson, Qu- Quentin, and Andrew, they just need polish. Once they polish and they walk out on stage at 285 and in shape, there ain't going to be nothing nobody could do. Because none of them have pec tears. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they're they not missing anything. They just need polish. That's it. Yeah. Learn how to pose. Not that they don't know how to pose. I'm saying you got to learn how to pose all that new muscle because Andrew's put on, they all put on about 20 in the last year or two. So it's yeah. going to take them a while to get used to that, to learn, really learn how to pose it. Mm-hmm. But 12 months, this time next year, you know, getting ready for, you know, the Arnold. Yeah. You know, 2024, them, them dudes going to be dominating the sport. They already are, but I'm saying like, it'll be them one, two, three. Yeah, dude. They have the same kind of shape as the shorter guys, but they're, you know, 60 pounds heavier and six inches taller. Yeah. It was so it was me up there for a while. So Gunther passed the torch to me. Then I passed the torch to Cedric. And then you know what I'm saying? Like, so it, it was just one usually. Me, yeah. Ed, Ed, Ed came along and then Cedric came along, you know what I'm saying? But and now yet, Sean rest his soul. And Sean Roden rest his soul. Sean was still like five eleven, five ten. He wasn't really that tall. Okay. I mean, he's tall, not five eight, five nine, but you see what I'm saying? Now you got got you know three or four guys over six foot. Mm-hmm. Yep. That you know that have really great, great physiques, and they're bringing in the condition. Um, they got you know they got sponsors behind them, um, so it's gonna be. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'm you know I got my popcorn. I'm a, I always I'm, I'm a fan, and the reason why is to to push for the things that, and I love to see they're doing a lot of the stuff that I was trying to get them to do back in, you know when I was competing because it makes the sport more interesting. The way that they call out. You know, do worst to first now instead of first to last, like they used to do. Um, that's that's it. that makes it you know like the Sweet Sixteen. You go from the sixteen down to the last, the last man standing. That's and I'm so glad that they switched it up and, and started doing it like that. So yeah, it's a good change. So Tony, last question, and we'll wind down here. Fast forward now. You wake up in the morning. How are you feeling? Anything bothered you? Knees, shoulders, anything? I'm doing pretty good. So every once in a while. I'll get some kind of tweak and it'll last for two or three days, you know, but nothing crazy. I, I, I'm knock on wood. Um, nothing crazy. I, I feel like I said, I got my blood work done the other day and it was pretty pristine. I only had one H one high and it was just like one tick. And so I, I'm, I was like, wow. Okay, cool. Cause like I say, you know, when I first quit, there was a lot of, um, deficiencies. I was deficient in a lot of nutrients and stuff like that omegas and minerals and all that and so now all that stuff is you know ticking in the right direction so tony if um anybody is listening that's interested in diving into gut health with like an an ozone colonic how would they research to find that um to be honest with you i don't know anybody that's doing it now and i'm not saying that nobody's doing it you just have to search um 
you know, colon hydrotherapy and then ozone. So I know there's people that's doing ozone therapy, but it's not colonic. And I know people doing colonic, but without the ozone. What's uh, the difference? The, the the ozone is the difference. Like I say, you can you can get ozone therapy. Um, I'm, Dave knows about it, but um, doing it with the colonic is is, is extra. It does it, it does other things because that ozone goes through your portal vein and your liver, through your colon, your liver, and goes through all out your body and, and kills all that crap in your in your body. Yeah, interesting. But yeah, I mean, you could just reach out to me um, on my Instagram tfxman305, um, my Facebook Tony Freeman. Uh, and I'll you know I'll do whatever I can. You know, you see my shirt. It says DNA Dealer, and um, we have uh, doing customized nutrition, where you basically do a swab, and then you get these four reports, and you can get they can they can build a supplement specific to your DNA. It's pretty cool. What's that website, Tony? Uh, Nucleogenics. I'll, I'll um. So if you go to if you go to gutbraintriad.com. That'll take you to my site, gutbraintriad.com. Cool. Okay, cool. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time tonight, Tony. Oh, man, thank you. Thanks for having me. You know, I love to do this, so it's all good. I appreciate you. Tony, it's truly been a pleasure. And for everybody listening, next week, the lovely Ardella Garcia joins the show. As always, yep. thank you so much, and have a great rest of the week. Awesome. Good night, Tony. Thanks, man. Good night.